Bay. So today's top Kuf, Kuf Tezayim, last um, line and a half of Kuf Tezayim Bay. Tanur Abanam. Bring down a Brisa. We, we were discussing this, uh, what is the minimum amount of letters required? Um, and we said it's Parsha Katana. So the, what, is, what is needed for the smallest Parsha? And we said, what is the smallest Parsha in the Torah? That uh, Sefer, not Parsha. What is the smallest Sefer in the Torah? That is Vayihi Ben Tzaya. So now Tanur Rabbanon. Vayihi Ben Tzaya Ha'arayim Vayemer Moshe Parsha Zu Asala HaKadosh Baruch Hu Simanias Lamala Ulamata And we know we have Simanis, right? We have those Nun Hafuchim Vayihi Ben Tzaya in Parshas Bahaloi Secha. Loimar, why? The Tanakhama says She'ein Zu Makayma uh, this is not the proper place for this parsha. It really should have been with the Degolim, right? What is the parsha saying? <speaking in Hebrew> that Moshe, right, he started the process that the that the uh, that the um, the um, the Amor Anon would fold up and then it would rise up, right? And then and then Moshe said, right? So the, the Shechina said, let's go. And <speaking in Hebrew> and he said that the Shechina should rise and it folded up, and that's that started the um, moving process. Right when they would move from place to place in the midbar, so it really should have been next to the golem that discussed the moving. So why is it here in the middle of the halayscha? So now Rebbe says, Rebbe, I mean, no, lemon Hashem huzeh. Why is it is it separate? The reason why it's separated out is not because it's out of place, but rather it's rather that it has it's such a special um, it's such a special safer it's all on its own so we needed to delineate or separate it out so that it would because because it's of its chashivas so now so who is which shita is the following pasuk the pasuk says chatzva amudeha shiva that a kaddish baruch it says the pasuk in mishlei that kaddish baruch carved it's pillars, seven. So we're talking about the Torah, and we're saying the Torah has seven pillars. Well, how does that work? Elu Shiva Sifrei Torah. Really? I only know of five. Well, the answer is, by Midbar, is really three. You have everything before by Yehibin Saya, by Yehibin Saya, and then everything after by Yehibin Saya. So by Midbar, as we have it, is really three separate Sfarim, and then we have the other four, right? Bereshis, Vayikra, Bereshis Shmais, Vayikra, and Devarim. And that's how you have seven. So the, who is that going like? Kiman, ke Rebbe. Okay, that's going like Rebbe, who said that the reason why we separate it out by Yibin Sayah is not because it's out of place, but rather to give it a special chashivas, like we see that really there aren't chamisha chamshe Torah, that there are seven, there are seven books of the Torah. Ke, okay, man tana, the polygolad Rebbe. Now, by the way, who is this Tana Kaba that argued on Rebbe? We said Rabbanon. Rabshim Liel, who? It's Rabshim Megam Liel. Ditanya. Famous, uh, famous brisa that we quote. That it will later be uprooted from here and will be put back where it's supposed to be. And why is Vayihibin Sayyar written in the middle of the Halaischa? To, to, to make a separation between the different punishments. What was the Peronius Shnia Mahi? What was the second one? Right? It was the misayinim they were complaining. What was that one? And that was the ha'asaf sof. Right. So we had two different peraniuses, and therefore vayihibin say was to separate between the two different peraniyas. 
We have the Misoninim and the Asafsov. Where should this parsha really be like we spoke about? It's really part of the moving process. It's uh, part of the moving process um, when they went from camp to camp, the Bnei Yisrael from camp to camp. So really, this parsha by Ibn Sayyah should be with the Degolim. Now, we're going back to discussing, right, we're discussing here that we said, we gave in the introduction yesterday, we said that there are basically three things. If one's house is on fire, three things a person is allowed to save. Devarim Shebek okay, and we said Oichel and Begadim, which we'll get to later. But now we're still discussing Devarim Shebek So now, Ibayolahu, what is considered a Devarim Shebek What is considered a Sefer? What about Ibayolahu, Hagilyonim shall Sefer Torah? The Gilyon, the margins, right? So you have the Sefer Torah with the Ksavis, and that's pretty uniform. But now around the top, the sides, right? All the margins, that's basically blank cloth. If you had just margins on its own, would that have a status of Kedusha that would, would allow you to save it if one's house was on fire on Shabbos? Toshima, Sefer Torah Shabala, a Sefer Torah that was worn out. Like we had yesterday, if it has 85, 85 letters, then Matzilin. If it doesn't have 85 letters, Why do I have to come on to that? If you want to tell me, if you want to tell me that the Gilyonim have Kedusha, so then I should have to save it even if there's only two letters. If there's Gilyonim on it, then, and the Gilyonim have Kedusha, then I would have to save it even if there's less than 85 letters. LMI, what do we see? That the Gilyonim must not have Kedusha. So the Gemara says, no, 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 you can't bring me right from there. Bala shiny. That if it's worn out, it's different. And Rashi says that even though kivan shebala af hagilyan bottle, that even though it's worn out, it's mevatol the gilyan. And what are we asking? We're asking when for some reason the Parsha is no longer there. The gilyanim got cut away. Now I have separate gilyanim. So what, what Rashi is very, the Gemara is very interestingly saying is that if I have a regular Sefer Torah and it gets erased, since the Gilyonim would have come al Yedei the Ksav, the Kedusha of the Gilyonim would have come al Yedei the Ksav, when I erase, when the Sefer Torah gets erased, even when the Gnaim are attached, the Gilyonim would automatically lose their Kedusha, Agav the Sefer Torah, Agav the written part. But if, my, if it was a good Sefer Torah and the Gilyonim got cut away, then the Gemara is saying it could be, or we're asking, do, they, do the Gilyanim themselves still retain their status of Kedusha? So now Tashimah, we asked another, another, we're going to try to bring another Raya. Sefer Torah, Shinim Chak. It's going to be a little bit similar. A Sefer Torah that got erased. Im Yesh Boilalakit Shemayinim Chamesh Oisiyais. If it has enough, if it has 85 Oisiyais, Kigayin. Parshish Vayihib Ben Sayyah Ha'arayin. Then Matzilin, Vimavin Matzilin. Again, similar, similar type of Kasha. If, and if you want to tell me that the Goyoinim themselves have Kedusha, then who cares that it got erased? Say that you should save it, and who cares if it has 85 letters left or not? So the Gemara says, no, 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 no. Okay, that again, there's no Shiloh that if the Makamaksav got erased, so here we're trying to say, not even the Gilyaitim. What we're trying to say, this Raya is trying to say that if the Sefer Torah got erased, 
then essentially it's blank parchment. Blank parchment is a gillion. So if you want to tell me gillion has Kedusha, an array safer Torah should be no worse than a gillion. Because it's also blank parchment that used to be part of, or that used to be part of a safer Torah. At least in the Havamina of the Raya, that's what we're trying to say. And then, to which the Gemara says, no. That is not a Shiloh. It only gets its Kedusha, the space where you're supposed to write, only gets its Kedusha by writing with ink. So now when it gets erased, it loses its Kedusha. So it's not like a Gillian. I'm asking about the margins again, the sides, not the area where you're supposed to be writing. Okay, and therefore it's still a Shiloh. The Gemara says, I don't understand. But typically, Mishimahu. So, okay, why, why don't we just say it's Agav the Ksav? Okay, and if the ksav is no, if you're saying that where the ksav, the di, where the writings got erased, it loses its shame kedusha, so to the margin should lose its shame kedusha. Okay, why? Because if it still had a kedusha, then we should have to be matzalit. So we keep on going with the same line of thinking, right? We're saying that the gemara is for some reason. And I, I didn't speak it out when we said, what happens if you cut the margins away, do the margins themselves have the Kedusha? The Gemara really hasn't gotten there yet. So still trying to figure this out. So we're trying to say, okay, well, margins are blank parchment. Blank parchment is like a, a worn out Sefer Torah or like erased. And we're saying, no, it's not like that. So the Gemara is trying to understand, but they me Shemahu. So if you, why did we say in the Brisa that you're only going to save it if it has 85 letters? Let's save it because of the Gillian that's there. So I understand that we can't learn it from the space itself, but let's learn it from the Gilyon. So the Gemara says, the guy is Vishadi. Again, we're talking about where the area that was written and the margins got separated from each other. We want to know, do the margins, so it was never part of an erased piece of parchment. It was never part of a Sefer Torah Shabbala. We want to know, do the margins themselves have Kedusha? Toshima. Try to bring another ayah. Between parashiyas, so the blank margins between the parashiyas or between the amudim, that they are, the empty parchment is metamiyadayim. If it's metamiyadayim, what does that mean? That it must have a status of kedusha. If you remember, we learned way back on Dach Yudalad by the Yudches Davar, we said, what are things that become a sheni lutama? And we said that one of them is, if you touch with your hands, kiss kodesh. So, if the gilyonim will be metami yadayim, it must be that the gilyonim have kedusha. So the Gemara says, no. Dilma agav sefer tereshaini. Again, I'm not asking when the gilyonim are part of the sefer Torah that everybody will agree that it has kedusha. I want to know when there is no sefer Torah. Right? When the Sefer Torah is no longer here, they got cut off. Now I have independent margins. Do they have a Kedusha on their own? Tashima. Try again. and which are this farm written by Apikorsim. Okay, and Rashi says that it was written by um, it was written by Minim. Tysus um, learns a different shot. Tysus says that Sifrei Minim are ones that you find in the, in the possession of a min. But either way, 
Hagel Yoinim, the margins, and Sifrei Minim, in Matzilin Asim Nehad Leika, El and Israfim, you don't save them, you allow them to get burned. Bimakaima. Hain, the Askaraseim, them, and even the Shemus of Hashem that are in the Gil Yoinim and the, the Sifrei Minim, you don't save. My love, Gil Yoinim, the Sifrei Torah. So what did the Bryce say? Gil Yoinim, the Sifrei Minim. So what are Gil Yoinim? Must be Gil Yoinim of Sifrei Torah. And we said, Eimatzilin, which means they do not have Kedusha. So the Gemara says, no, loy, gilyoinim, disifrei minim, read it as, as, gilyoinim, shel sifrei minim. Now, hashta sifrei minim, gufayu e matzilin. So what do you, now, what we're asking is like this. If you don't save the sifrei minim themselves, now what happens, I just want to explain, these sifrei minim, you had real words of Torah written in them. They were just used, they were distorted. But you had psukim of the Torah, you had real um, you know, words of Torah written in them. So now, if the Sifrei Minim, which have real Torah in them, in Matzilin, Gilyoinim Mibaya, so of course the margins of the Sifrei Minim you wouldn't save if you don't even save the Sifrei Minim themselves. And that is the way to read the Brisa. But either way, we have no Raya, and we do not answer the Shiloh again. If the Gilyoinim are Agav the Sefer Torah, then they could have the Kedusha. If the Kedusha loses the Sefer Torah, then the Gilyoinim loses the Kedusha. The Gilyoinim, I think what we're saying is, from all these riots, normally will follow the Sefer Torah it's written on. But the Gemara wanted to know what happens if the margins get cut away. When you still had a Kasher Sefer Torah, do those margins have a status of Kedusha that they themselves on their own would be saved or not? I don't know what I'm saying. So, I don't know what I'm saying. So, we say safe, this, the, 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 we're saying that the Brice that says about the Gilyanim and Sifrimenim is that the Sifrimenim are like their Gilyanim. But that's circular then, because we don't know if Gilyanim have their own. No, no, it's, it's Sifrimenim. Sifrimenim, I'm saying. Sifrimenim. Yeah. Because we don't know, we still don't know if Gilyanim have any. Kedusha of their own. We're, we're still the Gilyanim and the Sifrei Minim, there's no Havamina to say they have Kedusha. So therefore, it was just the Bryce's way of saying Kal Bechaimer. Uh, Sifrei Minim are like Del Gilyanim. They're as worthless as their own margins, and it, it's all, it, there's no Havamina there. Okay, Gufa. How Gilyanim and Sifrei Minim, that we said Sifrei Minim and, and are like Del Gilyanim. You don't say them. So now the question is, how does one dispose of the Sifrei Minim. So Rabbi Yezi Yomer, Bechol Koyder Es Haskarais, he cuts away the Shem Hashem, Shebahen, Ve'goinzan, Ve'asher Seifan. So what is the a proper method for disposal of a Sefer of a Min? So Rabbi Yezi says, you cut away the Shemas of Hashem, you bury those, those have Kedusha, and then you burn it. Amar of Tarvan, no, Akpach has Beni, I will uh, uh, bury my son, Shem Yavayu writes a lashon is saying it's a lashon shvua. I swear, Shem Yavayu liyadai. If I would get my hands on these sifrei minim shani esrei faisam, I'm actually going to burn them. That's askara shavahem with their shemes in them, and you do not have to cut out the shemes of the sifrei minim. You burn them. Why? Shafilu adam roidev achor of lahayga. Even if somebody's running after you to kill you, benachas ratz lahachishai or a snake running after to bite, nichnas labeis avaydezara. You're better off. Going into a base as Avaidazara, go into a church, the ain't nichnasumatain shall elo. And don't go into the house of a kaifer. Right, Naftali? Don't go into the house of anybody you know who is a kaifer. Right, not to. Try not to. 
don't you have a neighbor who's a kaifer? Right? That these people know better. The kaifrim, they know, right? They know what the right thing is to do, and yet they're kaifrim. And however, the base of the, the Jews who are, who are or, or the people who are worshiping Abayd Zara, they don't know any better. This is how they were raised. And what we say about the minim is after the medelas, the door, the mezuzah, santa zechonecha, put them behind the door. Further cements this point that one may burn the safer minim and does not have to bury any part of it. Why? He says, If in order to buy a soita, to make shalom between a man and his wife, if a woman was suspected of being unfaithful, this is really, okay, uh, if suspected of being unfaithful, then what do you do? You, you, uh, um, you put the parsha and you erase Hashem's name in water. Halolo shematil and kina ve'eva v'sachros. These sifrei minim, which were meant to create jealousy and hate and contention between Yisrael Avi and Shemayim, between Bnei Yisrael and Akadosh Baruch Hu. Alachas kama v'kama, you should burn them. Balaim Amar David. What did David say? Haloi misanecha Hashem esna those who hate you Hashem I will hate uveskavimecha as koytet. Okay, and those who stand up against you. I will fight with. Okay, I'll start up with them. Don't worry, Hashem. I'm going to protect you. Tachlis sinas sinasem loyvehem. Okay. Tachlis sinasem loyvehem. How you lee? Ochashem shein matzilin asam emad leiko. Just like you don't save these sifrei minim from a fire, kachem matzilin asam emad poyles. If they're under a pile of uh, ruin, okay. And they're inaccessible. You don't clear away the stones to get them. Not from the water. And it doesn't matter. Anything that destroys it, let it be destroyed. And there's no problem, even though it has not shame Hashem in it. Okay, so now, Rashi explains, were Svarim, they were Svarim Shabbat but they were written to. They had in those days, it was a very big thing that different religions would debate each other. So these were the svarim of the debate halls, right? And, um, and you have litter, right? The kuzari, I mean, you have svarim written throughout Jewish literature that are really svarim as a product of similar types of products of debates, right? Where the kuzari is a debate between the kuzars, that's a, uh, a nation that they, they wanted to know which religion was correct, right? And they go, and, and then... It was a whole vikuach, and they won, and they in mass uh, became gerim. Anyways, but the point is, so you had they had they had in order to debate there, they had to have svarim, right? So they go, well, look it up. We got to see what it says. So they had svarim. They had a whole base medrash into the debate hall. So these svarim of the debate halls. So what about them? They're real sefer kedusha. First he said yeah, then he said no, and he wasn't sure about it. He kind of he kind of uh, uh, was wishy washy about it. Now, by the way, so we're done discussing the halachic, halachic um, uh, status of these svarim, but Rav, Rav would not go to these debate halls 
the Kol Shekein Lebein Nitzarfi, and for sure not to Beis Avodah Zarah. However, Shmuel Lebeis Nitzarfi Loyalzel, he wouldn't go to Beis Avodah Zarah to debate, but Lebei Avidan Azel, okay, he would go to the Bay Avidan, he would go to the debate halls. Now, a lot of times these debate halls were a no-win situation, right? You go to debate, if you're right, you're wrong, and if you're, if you're wrong, you're wrong. So that's why we see people, I think, we're not so interested some people were not so interested in going. Some people were less worried. Amrle the Rabba, like they said to Rabba, my tamale also is Abidan. Why didn't you come to the debate? Amrle he said, Dikla Panya Orcha, there was a tree blocking my way. Vikashili, so it was difficult for me to go. So they said, okay, well, Niakre, we'll clear the tree away. We, we want you to go there. He says, it's difficult for me to go there. Okay, and basically we see, Rashi explains that he was trying to, you know, he wasn't saying that he couldn't win the debate. What he was saying was, I'm not really that interested in going. So, uh, okay, Marbar of Yosef Amar, Ana minai huana, I I know them. Ana minai huana, I know these people. But let me stop you, minai. I'm not afraid of them. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna debate them. You'll see. I'll win. No problem. Zimnachada azal and bai lesekune. He went. I guess he won. But still, he ended up in a matzah of sakana. Right? Like I said, it's a no-win proposition. Ima shalom. We got a good story over here. Ima shalom de bisu de Rav Eliezer. So Ima Shalom was the name of a lady that was the wife of Rebbe Eliezer. This is Rebbe Gamliel's sister. Hava. Okay. Hava hahu filosufa bishivuvuse. There was a certain philosopher living in town. She wanted, okay, to have a shakel shema. It was known about him. He had a reputation. Right? You understand the mashmas here. That in those days, everybody was corrupt. Right? It was a corrupt society. However, there was this one guy who they said... He, he, he did, he's, he's um, impervious to bribery, okay? You're not going to be able to bribe him. Now, she wanted to, she wanted to show him up. She wanted to show that he's not really, uh, he's not so altruistic. And he also, I don't care what his reputation is, I know that he is subject to bribery. So, she gave him a golden candlestick, and then she came before him with a matter. She came with Rabbi Gamliel, her brother, and she said the following, I want, I want my fair share of my Yerusha, of my inheritance. Parents died. I want my fair share. I want my 50%. Amr lehu, pluga. So he said, split it. So Amr lehu, Rav Gamliel says, hey, wait a second. We have Allah that says that when there is a son, the daughter doesn't get anything. Amar le, she, the, the judge now says to her, I'm sorry, since you're in Gullus, it's not the Sarisa, the Torah was t- to Moshe, the Torah of Moshe was taken away, and you're going to go with another book, what does it say? So he says, I'm sorry, right? The law is, the Torah no longer counts, the law is that uh, men and women get it equally. And therefore, your sister, she can get half of it. Right? Now, why do you think he said that? Because the sister, the, the sister bribed him. So, Lamachar, Hadar Ayalahu Hamra, Luba. So, what did Gamliel do? He gave this judge a donkey, a very valuable. We had these Hamra Luba. They were very uh, strong donkeys. We had these before. Okay. Amr Lahu. So, what happened? And they come before the judge the next day. Amr Lahu, he says to, he says, 
to them. So they come before. He says, He says, by the way, you know, I quoted this book yesterday. I have to, I have to make a minor adjustment over here. If you look at the end of the, pos- at the, end of the Sefer, this new, uh, the new book that we have, the Kosovo, it says, I am not coming to diminish Moshe's Torah, and not to add on it, Asisi, am I coming? And what does it say? So basically, he now, he, he now got a second bribe. So he got a bribe from Rebbe Gamliel to change his psaq. So Amrulay, what did she say? Nahar Naharach Kishraga, right? Let, uh, let your pathway, or let your light be lit up uh, like a candlestick. You know, she was reminding him, by the way, remember that gold candlestick I gave you? So Amr Leiragamliel, what did Rabbi Gamliel say to her? Asachamra ubatosh le shraga. That the donkey came and it kicked over the your golden candlestick. Mrs. O'Leary's cow kicked over the lantern. Kicked, right? Great, great Chicago fire. Okay. So Elamai, what do we see? We we're just bringing the story. Agav, uh, these these uh, these frauds. Okay. Umibne ma. So now we're going to go back and we're going to discuss over here. We said that we don't read Ksuvim. The Ksuvim aren't read. And what we're going to do here is we're going to modify that significantly. But we say that Ksuvim are not read. Why? We said because that uh, on Shabbos there would be a drasha. In that drasha, okay, um, in that drasha, what would we do? They would talk about, you know, real halachas. And therefore, we didn't want people to say, you know what, I'll go downstairs during the drasha and I'll learn sukkum of ksuvim because it's easier, they're easier, right? It's less intense. So therefore, they said, don't read ksuvim. So Amarav, loishanolabazman based on medrash. That by the way, the only time that we said don't read ksuvim, that's bizman based on medrash. Meaning, so the way it used to work then was I guess they had davening and then they would learn and then they would have kiddush. Now, once they had Kiddush, right? So then learning was done because they had what to drink, right? They had the meal. So what we're saying is, Rav is saying, by the way, that which I said, that you don't read Ksuvim, that's only Bisman Beis HaMedrash. That is during the Seder time. But if the Seder's over, but if the Seder's over and you already ate, then Kairid, you do read Ksuvim because at that point, you can't learn anyways, right? You're from Shechers, you drink, you ate, Whatever, you're past the point. It's past Seder time. And therefore, you are able to read Ksuvim. Even when it is not, even in it's past, it's after they ate, still you don't read. And Arda was Shmuel's place. They would read Ksuvim. At Mincha. Now, when is Mincha? Mincha is after the Suda. That means they had already eaten, and yet we see that Shmuel holds that Shaloi Bismanim, you can. So, what do you mean? He, he's not arguing. So, how are you saying this Machuk is Rav and Shmuel? So, Ella, Yitmar, Yitmar, really. What are we saying? Everybody holds Shaloi Bismanim, Amarav, Loishanol, Bimakam, Beis That Rav is further makil that he holds that it's only going to be a problem if you're in Shul. If you're in the base Madrash, and there's a Seder going on, don't learn Pesukim of Ksuvim if it's before the meal. But, but if you're at home, then you can learn Ksuvim. 
Kairin, you can learn the Pesukim of Ksuvim. Ushmol Amar, doesn't matter. Bain, B'makam Beis Medrash, Bain, Shalom, B'makam Beis Medrash. All we care about is Man Beis Medrash, Ain Kairin, Shalom is Man Beis Medrash, Kairin. Okay, so what we're saying, we're saying is that if Shear is over, if Seder is over, according to Shmuel, you could read. According to Rav, even if it's the time of Seder, if you're not in Shul, if you're not in the Beis Medrash, you're not there, then you can read Ksuvim. And that's Shmuel to his own shita that of course Shmuel has to hold that after you ate, Zman Mencha, after you already ate, you can learn the Pesukim of Ksuvim. Okay? Because in Narda, that was Shmuel's place, and that's what they did. Ravashi says no. That it, okay, that Shmuel's going to argue even. Shmuel, that Shmuel is going to argue even um, that you can't even you should not read even Shalai Bizman. Why? So really, and Shmuel is like Rabbi Nechemia. Rabbi Nechemia says, even though we said don't read the Kisve the Ksuvim, you can darshan with them. Nitzrach lepasik, maybe v'royaloi. If you need a pasik, you can go ahead and bring it. Amr Nechemia. Now, what did Rav Nechemia say? This is the point we want. Why do we say don't write kisve kodesh? The point is, we don't want you reading novels. We don't want you reading story hadjotis. We don't want you reading random, random books. So therefore, Shmuel, who said that if you shleib bismanim, don't read. Okay, is saying that is saying that um, he was quoting this this uh, uh, brisa saying like Reb Reb um, Nechemia that we don't want you to read Suvim, even Shaloi Bismanam. And as Rashi points out, that even though Shmuel in his place read from Menchalamala, Shmuel himself held like the Rabbanon. But we're going in this Mishnah. He, we're, the, we're trying to explain this Mishnah. The Mishnah said, with Neymar and Kairin, that is going like Shittas Reb Nechemia, who holds that you don't read it, even Shalei Bismanam. But Shmuel himself, Halak the Rabbanon, who argue on that. And that's why you asked, what did we ask on the first shot? We said, what do you mean, how can you say Shalei Bismanam? Shmuel read the Mechah. Yeah, because Shmuel holds like the Rabbanon. But in this Mishnah, when Shmuel was interpreting this Mishnah, he was interpreting the, like Reb Nechemia, who holds that one should never read Ksuvim because the Chazal made a Takana not to read Ksuvim at all, so that you don't come to read, you know, Shtari Hedyotis, you don't come to read random things. We want you, Isaac, and Terah at all times. Okay, Zuck the Mishnah. So, now we're going to go, we're continuing down this road of what you can and cannot save when there's a fire. So we know we said you can save a Sefer Terah. So, Zuck the Mishnah. Matzilin tik hasefer im hasefer. You can save the pouch of the Sefer with the Sefer Kodesh or the pouch of your Tefillin with your Tefillin. Even if there's money in there as well, you can still save it. Where can you save it to? Meaning, where could you take this tick out of the house? So, we have a machlekes over here. The Tanakhama holds, or a hold, that you could take it to a mavoi that is not mafolish, okay? Meaning that it is not, we're gonna have three pshatim in this in the Gemara, but right now we'll just simply say that it's not open. Ben Beseri, I'm that you could even take this 
uh, tick with the safer with the money in it, you can carry it all the way to a mavoi me folosh. Obviously, you can't, okay? We're saying you can't take it to Rishas Araman, but you could take it into a mavoi uh, me folosh. We'll have to see. Tanarabah, zakt the Gemara. Now, we're going to go off on a tangent over here um, for quite a while, for today and part of t- until tomorrow. And we're talking about here, Arba Asr Shechaliyah if, let's say, the 14th day of Nisan, Erev Pesach, falls out on Shabbos, so we know that there's a chiyav to do a carbon Pesach on the 14th. They would bring the carbon Pesach on the 14th. They would bring this, the emurim, the part that had to be brought to on the Mizveach, right? And then the rest of it would be eaten at night. So now, they would skin the animal until the chest, because all the emurim that needed to be taken out to be brought were from the bottom to the chest. So the way they used to skin these animals, just to understand, was they used to hang them up by their feet and then skin them from the bottom towards the top. Once they got to the chest, so from the bottom, they, they had access to all the emurim, all the limbs that they needed to, to bring on the 14th. Everything else, the chest and everything else was to be eaten. That was at night. So what we're saying is that you can't skin Rabbi Shmuel says that you can't skin past the chest because the Avayda of the 14th which is Shabbos is to burn the Emurim on the Mizbeach. Everything else which is needed to eat it which is for the 15th Matzei Shabbos, right? The night of Pesach. So you can't go out and do Afshata for stuff that's for after Shabbos. The Chachamim hold that no, you can do Afshata on all of it. Now, so we're saying that you can only do what is a Tzarech Gavaya, what is needed for the carbon, what's needed for a Kaddish Baruch El Rabbanon, my time, why did the Rabbanon hold that you can do Afshata on the whole animal, that even though you don't need the meat from the chest and on, there's nothing to bring, it's only for Sunday, it's for after Shabbos. Still, the Rabbanon, why do they hold you can do Afshata? Why? Because the Pasuk says, call Paul Hashem Lemanehu. Okay, any action towards Hashem is for Hashem. What does that mean? What that means is that full Hafshatta makes the carbon look good, like we'll see in a second. And therefore, that it enhances the mitzvah. So even though the mitzvah is to bring the carbon on the 14th, to eat it on the 15th, even though part of the Hafshatta is just to eat the carbon which comes after Shabbos, since this whole thing is an avoida for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So when I do a full skinning, it's going to look nice. If I'm doing something for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I can make it look nice. I can make it look pretty. That's also nichlal in the mitzvah. That's what the Rabbanon hold. So what is this? Why is it better? So Rav Yasef Amar, that we have a machaikis, Rav Yasef Amar Shleyasriach, that if you leave it, if you leave the skin on, it will get spoiled. Rav Amar that if it's half-skinned animal, it looks like an avela. Looks like, uh, right? It looks like roadkill. It looks disgusting. So we don't want something that's hectish. We should do the full avayda and make it look like it's special. My benayu. What's the difference between these two? If you left the animal, the partially skinned animal, on a golden table. Right? So according to the mandamar that holds, it's a bizayin. Well, you put it on a gold table. So it's not going to be menach kenevela. But it doesn't solve your spoiling issue. Or it's a day where you had a northern wind, okay, that you didn't have a wind, you didn't have any heat wave, and it wouldn't get spoiled. 
So, according to the mind number that holds, we're worried about spoiling. It's not going to be a problem here. According to the mind number that holds, it's a bizayin. Still, it's, it's still lying there in the middle. It's a bizayin. So, okay. What's he going to do with this pasuk of Paul Hashem He says, when you do the mitzvah, do it in a way that's nice. Meaning, don't take out the emurim before you do the hefshit on the part where the emurim are. Why? My timer. So you shouldn't have fuzzy hair on your emurim. It doesn't look nice. So therefore, do shata so that you get all the skin away. And now you won't have any of the uh, you know, parts of the uh, outer skin on the emurim. Now, why is this relevant to our Mishnah? What did the Chachamim respond to Rabbi Shmuel? Rabbi Shmuel said, you can't do Afshata because I don't need to eat it until Shabbos. And until, sorry, until Sunday. So therefore you can't do Afshata on Shabbos. So what did the Rabbanon answer? The Rabbanon who say that you are able to. The Rabbanon said, in Matzil and Tik, that if you do not, if you are able to save the tick of the tefillin, the tick of the safer, for sure, right, we see that once you're involved, you're Isaac in something, in a dover that's mutter on Shabbos, the hainu, doing hafshata partially to get the imurim, so you can do the whole avodah, and I see this from our Mishnah, that you can save the tick with money in it, you can save the tick with money, I'll grab the safer. So we see when you're doing something that's allowed, we'll let you go all the way. So the Gemari says, whoa, one second. Me dummy. Awesome, tiltal. In our Mishnah, we're talking about a dindarabonon, it's tiltal. Hacha malacha. Here we're talking about hafshata. Hafshata is a malacha daraisa. Right? What did they do hafshata for? They needed to do hafshata to prepare the skins for the covering of the Mishkan. So it's a malacha daraisa. So how could you t- bring me a raya? from the fact that we allowed you to take the tick of the safer with the money in it because you're allowed to save a safer, that's just an issue of moksa, it's total durabana. So Ashi, no, 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 you're not understanding. That machlekes routine over there by Karim Pesach by Afshata, that was a machlekes in two different things. Pligi bimitaltel, upligi mlacha. They're arguing about two different things. Am I allowed to do Afshata? That we're not discussing, the Rabbana are not arguing. What they are talking about was being metaltel the R. There were two different, there were two different machleksim. Are you allowed to be metaltel the R that was hefshit from a carbon Pesach on Shabbos? And that we can bring a raya from our Mishnah. I'm sorry, pligi metaltel, pligi umalacha. The haha karmile and the rabbanon were telling Rabbi Yishmael ben Eishem Berachim ben Baraka and Matzil and take a sefer Matzil and taltal ar agav basar and that is what we're learning from our our Gemara that you're right we're not being done we're going to stop right here because there's no better place to stop and it's too far to go to the two dots okay so we'll pick this up tomorrow but at this point the Gemara is saying that there's two different machleksim in regards to Karm Pesach number one in regards to Hafshata are you allowed to be or not we're not discussing that and then in regards to being metaltal the ar the, once you had R that was skinned, uh, the skin that, w- that was already skinned, are you allowed to carry it or not? And Rabbi Baran are saying, are telling Rabbi Yechonim, that we see from our Mishnah that you are able to carry it. So I'll send out the...
Okay. So we talked about the Simanim of Ayyib and Sayah. Shimon Amaliel said that why are they there? Because it's not the proper place for it. Okay, and Rabbi said it's Rishim Chashiva. So Rishim Gamliel held it's supposed to be at the Degolim. Now we wanted to know what about the Gilyoyim of the Sefer Torah? Are you matzel them? Okay, do they have their own Kedusha? And we tried to bring a Raya from Sefer Torah Shabala, that we said it's only matzel if it has 85 ACS, and we said Bala Shiny, right? That, that once the um, Sefer Torah loses its Chashivas, so too the Gilyoyim lose their Chashivas because they're still attached. We said, what about if it's Nimchak, right? So we said, we said Nimchak is a Gerua. And then we said, right, what about the Gulyanim, um, right? The Gulyanim we're talking about here where they got separated before. So they were never part of the bad Sefer Torah. They were only part of it when it was good and they got cut away. And we tried to bring a riot from that the Gulyanim are Metam the Adayim. We said, that's Agav Sefer, okay? We, we wanted to say Gulyanim Se Matzila. And we said, of the, we said that was Shal Sefer Minim, okay? And therefore we had no riot one way or another whether the Gulyanim on their own have a status of Kedusha. Then we talked about Sifrimina for a second. Rabbi said that, um, uh, you know, during the week, even during the week, when you want to get rid of these Sifrimina, you have to cut out the Shem Hashem and, and, and put them in Shemus. And then you burn the rest. Rabbi said, no, you can burn them with the Shem Hashem. Rabbi said, what about Sifrimina de Be'avidon? Do you save them or not? And in Verafia, that he wasn't really sure. First he said yes, then he said no. You know, he uh, dithered. Rav, we said, would not go to these Beis Avidan. Shmuel would go. Uh, Rav Yasef went and, uh, right, and they tried to, um, to harm him. Okay, we said it was a no-win situation. We had the story with Ima Shalom, right? Ima Shalom, who was the wife of Rebbe Yezer and the sister of Ingamliel, that they were uh, bribing, they were bribing to disprove, to prove this uh, philosopher to be a, 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 a fraud. Okay, then we said, we went to our mission, we said that we had Ein Kairim Mesifrik Suvim Mishim Bittal Beis Madrish. And we had a machlik, as the Tanakhama said, that Rav holds, everybody holds that if Shalei Bizman, you are going, if it's Shalei Bizman Amikdash, meaning if you already ate, then according to the way the Tanakhama explained, then <clears throat> you can read Sefer Ksuvim. So either Rav holds, you can read it Achar Achila, okay, or, okay, or Teich Zman Medrash, Shalei Bizman Medrash, or if you're not in the base Medrash, Shmuel held no. Doesn't matter if you're there or not. If it's Bizman, if it's before Achila, then you cannot read Ksuvim. But if it's after, if it's after, then you can. Ravashi wanted to say no. He said, it's all, Ravashi wanted to say no, like, like we said originally. Rav holds, Shmuel holds, even Shalei Bizmanim, you cannot read. And I, I, um, and who is our Mishnah going like that? So Nehemiah that's saying you should never read Ksuvim because because you're reading Ksuvim, you're going to come to waste your time reading Shtar Hadjetus, and we don't want that to happen. But by the way, Shmuel in Narda, he actually himself did like the Debrecha Chachamim. And then we said brought on the Mishnah of saying you can save the tick with the Sefer, the bag with the Sefer, and Tefillin, right, or or the bag with the Tefillin, even if it has money in it. And then we started talking about the. Carmen uh, Pesach, the Afshat of the Carmen Pesach, we had a machlekes between Rabbi Shmuel, Benesh Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi and the Rabbanon, whether or not you could do Afshata. And we said that from, from what, what, what the Rabbanon would, would have responded to Rabbi Shmuel using our Mishnah, that it actually wasn't a machlekes, that there were two machleksim, that there was a machlekes in regards to are you allowed to be mashit the rest after you got past the Chaza, or are you allowed to be metalto? The R that was nifshat already is that going to be muktzah, and we, we, we aren't going to be able to bring a raya 
to the first Shiloh from, you know, to the first Machlechus from our Mishnah, but we can bring from Tiltel because we see that you can be Metaltel the Tick, Agav the Sefer, so too you can be Metaltel and you can be Metaltel the R, okay, and that's what the Rabbanon will respond to, Rabbi Shmuel, Benesh, Rabbi Yechon, and Rabbi